0: You are now listening to the No Visuals Podcast, an unedited take on life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the No Visuals Podcast, your unedited take on life. This is now episode 11. Thank you guys for joining. I'm really excited about this episode. I think I say that every episode, but this one I'm really excited for too. I have a very good friend of mine who will be sharing her wealth of wisdom and knowledge y'all. Well, let she just wrote a book called Wifey's and it's some of the most visual poems that just capture all the feelings that we don't know how to put into words in poem form. If you're new to the No Visuals podcast, make sure you're subscribed in whatever podcast provider is your favorite and give us a comment and rate our podcast a five, five five-star ratings only, please. God said, if it's not five-star to keep it to yourself. So I'm going to let Willette just introduce herself. Thank you so much for being here, Willette. I appreciate you so much. So excited
1: so happy to be here Joe. thank you so much for having me on your platform what you're doing is incredible all your guests you have been for me have been 10 for 10 like you have not missed so I hope like I'm able to <laughs> measure up today girl what you definitely will oh for sure amen receive it <laughs> <laughs> but like Shanique said I am a writer I am an author um, I come from a lineage of storytellers a lot of my family like they're excellent storytellers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have been able to sink much of our pain into stories mm-hmm. because that's how we have found healing um, through laughter, through reminiscing. Um, There's strength that comes when we are repetitive in what we have gone through, what we have overcame, yeah. and where we are now. Um, and to be able to do that and share that. Um, the wisdom that we're able to extract from our experiences within the confines of community. I think that's so powerful. That's how we nourish one another. That's how yeah. we um, help each other grow. Even if our paths aren't really in sync, but there is that connection that's being established more mm-hmm. so, um, through storytelling because we're able to see ourselves outside of ourselves. And that looks yeah, so good
0: or objective. I will wanna say like the first memory that I have of being introduced to your work was in high do you remember what I'm gonna say in high school when you won that poem contest or like the speaking portion of our graduation? And I was like, Well, what? What <laughs> when did you apply? I was like, What is going on right now? But when you got up there at the graduation for high school and like did your thing, I was we were all shook. <laughs> like, I don't think you were that vocal about sharing this passion. So what was your path to coming out? Because it's very difficult to share your, your work because your work is very intimate to you. It's intimate to your experiences. So how was that path to writing, to really fostering that gift that so many in your family have?
1: Um, I think everyone was a bit shook in class because... I had been writing for some time, but I had never openly shared it amongst like my peers. Yeah, uh, the church house has always been my first platform. I feel like the church they let everyone go up there have their little talent show moment, right? <laughs> Girls singing, and you're part of the dance ministry. Like it's a free for all, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, um, my I was like a part of my church dance team. And Mm -hmm. I felt like God called me to do a transition because that wasn't where I was good at it, but it wasn't like, it didn't challenge me. And when I picked up the pen, it was astonishing to myself because I was like in this, like, I call it a humming moment. Mm -hmm. And I was just writing, 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 at first, I thought I was just, like, journaling. Yeah, and as I read it back, I'm like, whoa, this is poetry, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it wasn't intentional, like, oh, I want to write these poems. But as I continued to do it, um the opportunity just presented itself where um my church pastor was like, Oh, would you mind sharing um one of your poems, like one of your writings? And I was like, Okay, sure. Got up there and I did it in front of everyone, and their response was very similar to what we saw at graduation. And they're like, Whoa, what is this? Like, like, like
0: you are gifted.
1: Um, and it's not something I've really had to force. Yeah. Something that I feel as though has always been a part of me, and I just had to nourish it so that it can come out boldly and freely.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and so that's really where that stemmed from, to be honest. In the church house, they gave me my.
0: <laughs> Yo, shout out to church for giving everybody opportunity.
1: <laughs> shout out <Okay>. to them.
0: <laughs> like you said, that was something that you had to foster, and I've seen you be super disciplined when it comes to your writing. Like, yes, you kill the poetry game but you also do script writing and you lock yourself in so like how did you for other writers or people who want to share their stories how do you gain that focus and say you know what I'm going to challenge myself to write so many pages every single day
1: for me I feel so the greatest challenge every day I wake up and I have to face myself I have to face my own self doubt. I have to face the giants that come in various forms, such as poverty. (laughs) Like trying to face that and overcome that without it consuming me and Mm -hmm. knowing that there is victory on the other side. A lot of time, I hear people say, Oh, I have writer's block. I don't know how to push out the words. Like, I don't know how to push out the story. And oftentimes, like, where that blockage is coming from, it's you don't want to face a part of yourself. You don't want to, um, truly get to the roots of, okay, when I speak on this, these emotions rise up and this is why it rises up because Mm -hmm. oftentimes when we have to face that part of ourselves, it's uncomfortable, it's not (laughs) cute at all. Like there's, there's no way of glossing that side of yourself up more so, um, Mm -hmm. and instead you just have to be comfortable being raw. Sometimes raw is ugly by booty and ugly, you know, like everything doesn't have to be perfect. It's just about, I'm finding just getting it done, pushing it out and the best writers are the best editors because mm-hmm. you're able to refine your words and how you want your story to lay out what okay. you edit. But if you never reach the end, you can't get to that point. Um, I feel like a lot of us, we want everything to just be a hundred percent, like the best of the best, just the first out
0: the gate. Right. Right.
1: right? Like we don't want to suck. And like a lot of us- Nobody
0: wants to suck, but when you first start something, that's the reality of the situation.
1: (laughs) Right. right. Like you have to put in your 10,000 hours and expect to be an expert in- What book is that?
0: Outliers it was like everybody who was great at something they worked yeah. at it for 10,000 hours. I think that yeah. idea has been like rewritten in different forms, but yeah. y'all, read Outliers. That's Outliers.
1: It. And also the other book is um, Things I Learned I wished I had known in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Taishir who follows like the lives of her 20 something year old client. But yeah, like you can't expect to be an expert right off the bat. Like be okay with sucking. Yeah. Be okay with being trash and share your trash. <laughs> Don't hide your trash. Because, I love that. Like, be, be proud of your trash because then you're opening yourself up for critique so mm-hmm. that you can get better.
0: I want to go and speak on that point of healing and like kind of facing those wounds because wifeies is extremely personal and how you mentioned that sometimes it's difficult for people to face those emotions for themselves. So you kind of hide from it. So I want you to describe what your path for healing was and how did you get brave enough to kind of step into
1: that? Oh, great questions. My path towards healing it was a series of chaos. Like before I could reach that stage where it's like, all right, girl, you, you just need to sit down. I ha I was running away, right. Running yeah. away from just childhood traumas. I was running away from feeling abandoned and trying to find a new home inside of people outside of myself. Yeah. Right. And all of that i f- I felt the hand of God in all of that. It was this moment where I had to face either you're going to continue to be in a cycle that doesn't progress. It yeah. just, um, just continues to strip you of who you are. It continues to make you play small, continue to see yourself as small, or you mm-hmm. can have this reset moment, right where you can return back home. Um, For everyone, home is different, right? Like home for you just might be like sitting in silence with yourself. Like home for you might be mom and dad, home for you is like wherever love is, right? And I had to return back to that moment and see what has shaped my idea of love. Mm -hmm. Because in this life, all of our connections truly are rooted in how we love one another, how we're able to empathize and treat one another. And so I had to get a clear understanding, okay, this is what I've been taught love looks like, um, love speaks like, love acts like, Mm -hmm. do I want to hold on to this idea? Is there, is there something that I can learn from this idea and appreciate it, but still try to refine it in a way that is um, just more appealing to like my lifestyle, More appealing to just like how I am able to interact with other people. And once I reached that place where I'm like, okay, uh, before I even got to there, I was like, okay, I'm a hot mess. I have been running from the hot mess that home is. (laughs) Yeah. And I have to now sit in it. And find healing amongst all of us, right? Like find Mm -hmm. healing within myself and then find healing in the way that those who are immediately connected to me can also benefit from it.
0: I love that. I always say like when you heal yourself, you're healing like the people in your immediate surroundings, breaking like a generational curse at that point. Mm -hmm. And a string of themes in wifeys around generational curses. How did you understand what generational pain was and kind of identifying like what you don't want to continue? Because a lot of times it's very difficult to be bold enough to say, you know, what my family loved me in the way that they know how. But I don't want to carry that on because now I'm seeing in my adult life it's playing out in not the, the best way.
1: Yeah, it's playing out in my relationships, my friendships, all mm-hmm. of that. The place I had to start from was empathy. Yeah. Because a lot of our family, so like for me, I'm a first generation Liberian American. Like there are
0: many people listening can identify with being first generation.
1: I don't think our parents knew that healing was accessible to them. They've That's all they true. knew was things happen to you in life and you just have to get a job and work until like, yeah, to
0: provide,
1: to provide a better life for your family. Like, and yeah. that's it. And everything else that happened to you, like you just have to hold on to it and just, tr- um, truck forward with it. Yeah. So like, no, you don't have to carry that. Like you can let that go. Like you can like bury that, you mm-hmm. know? Um, or even like the childhood aspects of you that like, flares up when you're angry you can speak from that place like you can acknowledge that hurt and acknowledge that hurt um from the place of being a small child and know that as a grown adult you don't have to continue letting your nine-year-old self speak for you you know um and so for me i've had to be empathetic like they are Mm -hmm. where they're at um and also say yes to the call, because I'm sure for generations, like those who have came before us had a, an idea of what freedom is, of what healing is. Yes. Um, not everyone has been able to answer the call, but to have that tug on you. And you know, when you have that tug on your heart, like you sure uh, do. it's you're, you're going to be the one to shift it around. Like there's mm-hmm. no um, denying that there's no burning that down. There's no silencing that. Like when the call is saying, it's you, it's you, if you're ready or not.
0: That's so good. Reiterate again, because like in wifeys, right? There's so many different themes. You're reshaping what relationships look like to you. You're understanding how you let things play out. And now like moving forward, how are you trying to reshape different ideas like one being like spirituality right sometimes it's kind of hard for people to conceptualize it with because we're very logical beings sometimes you kind of repress our feelings and things like that so this book is anointed and it oh thank you like god was like working with you like through the pen Like, how did you let this light find you and really just step into that? Because I want to keep showering you and giving you your flowers because it's amazing.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, this is weird. (laughs) I I actually hate that. I'm more of a behind the lens person. Like, I like
0: it's so good. I want everyone listening to get wifeies. If you haven't done that, it's available on Amazon. Amazon. I I will be linking it in the show notes.
1: They are no, no, thank you so much, sis. I feel as though a lot of it was a call to alignment. Mm-hmm. You know, like hearing the call, and the call can just be a simple shift. Like for me, my call was. You need to leave the re- this relationship. You need to leave this state completely and just go back home. Yeah. And once I was obedient in that way, like the lessons, then the next steps came after that. Mm-hmm. Um, then I found myself just journaling um, throughout the year. Like I spent three months, like faithfully journaling. And then when I looked back at my journals, I was like, wait, these pieces, I don't think these are just for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I'm so connected with my writing. Sometimes when I write, I'm like, okay, this is just for my eyes only for me to just like sit with. And then other things it's like, this is for me to share with someone else, someone mm-hmm. else will find themselves in this situation, this circumstance. And yeah. I feel as though they can find nourishment inside of it. We live in a very isolated, um, society where everyone is just like focused on themselves. hmm which is great. I feel as though you have to be able to garden yourself. You have to be able to water yourself um, because that's how we're able to be fruitful. Yeah. Um, but if you don't then after gaining your fruits, share that within community, um, share it uh, with people who just might be able to benefit from it, then mm-hmm. you begin to hoard it behind fences. And, it, you know, that's how things get rotten, you mm-hmm. know? Um, like you're no longer um, beneficial to the people who are in need of of the wisdom you have, you know, gained. Yeah. And that is um, something that I have carried on my back. Um, that with everything I learn, like with every step I take, try to then go back, reach out for someone else, and pull them right alongside with me. Because this journey so isn't for just an individual it's not for us um to have spotlight or be like the latest idol like i'm I'm troping this idea death to idolatry like (laughs) i don't want babe i don't want like the glory like it's not about that like Mm -hmm. about us creating space for all of us not just for one person to make it in and then hog up all the other seeds i how can we be able to take the lessons we learn um, and just like continue to give it back to other people, continue to pass it down in that way. And it's through that exchange. It is Mm -hmm. through that motion of being, because through communication, that is where um, our personhood is enlightened, right? That's how we attract light. That is how we let light of us Um, because yeah, it's, this thing isn't about us at all. Like what you're doing this no. podcast, like it's, it's not about you me. in ways you don't even understand. Like, I'm sure you have a glimpse, like you're intelligent, you're brilliant, but I'm sure like it's it's going to outlive us. And yeah. that's really where I find joy and peace in doing the work. It's not just for us to hoard. It's not just for us to um have a spotlight. It is not just for us to be fattened with greed, but it is for us to nourish communities.
0: Absolutely. I like resonate with that so much because some of the poems I felt like I, that was my experience. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. the ones that you selected, they all flowed together so beautifully. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's something that I didn't know how to say in a way like this.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And creating community is so important because that's how the healing continues. If you hoard it for yourself, like you were saying, then the buck stops with you. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yes. Like, what good is an ocean that's confined, like that's yeah. off? Like, what good is it? Right. Who, who gets to swim in its waves? Who gets like, ah, uh, yeah? It's it's so much better. It's when we are able to share with one another, mm-hmm. like. It, and it's all about going back to the principle of things, like stripping ourselves from like all this indoctrination that we learn as we get into adulthood, and just like stripping to the base yeah. of like being a child, like mm-hmm. um, sharing, you know, like these are things we learned in pre-K, right? <laughs> with one another, be kind, be mm-hmm. nice. Absolutely, like, those are things that I feel so as, as the more as the more we get older, um, the less we forget about, um. And, yeah, just embracing those childhood nature.
0: I call that the God principle. Like when you get back to your God principle, like that's where you're in alignment to do what you're supposed to do. I kind of shifted away from the idea of what is my mission. And I look at life as what is the collective mission and oh, what yeah. my in that? Oh There's yeah, no my mission because that makes me the center of the story. And this world's going to outlive me and anyone that I know. So how am I contributing to the God mission?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I feel like a lot of people, because they see themselves as the head, that they forget that they also need a neck for support. They also need hands. They Right. Like, Absolutely. So many functions. Um, like, for example, I'm getting more so into filming, um, filmmaking, mm-hmm. in productions, like there's hundreds of people that goes just in under one project. And yeah. so it's outrageous to me when someone thinks that they can do something all by themselves like how dare we be filled with so much pride and ego to think that we can carry this vision on our own shoulders like
0: such a good way to say it.
1: There's so many of us who have parts to play. There's something you can do that is way better than what I can do. You can say things, Shanique, and reach people in a way that I cannot. And there's things and ways that I can reach people that you may not be able to. And it's not about Mm -hmm. us, like, trying to do Right. Because right. like, no, there can only be one of us back off. Like, no, it's about me appreciating the role you play, you appreciating the role I play, and then us just fighting and to get to the vision collectively.
0: Amen. This is so beautiful.
1: Oh, yes, yes.
0: Another question I have for you back to your writing, right? Uh-huh. So in Hasty Girl, you talk about not being anxious. Uh-huh. And I resonate with that because sometimes You can't help what you are indoctrinated with. Sometimes it's subconscious and you don't even know it's happening. But sometimes you just want things to happen so quickly because that's what we see. We see things move at a rapid pace. We have, everything in life is just so fast. We don't move with the pace of alignment and that's how we start getting out of the vision. So how did you really just sit with the writing and not just wifeys, but all your projects how do you just move at well let's pace and honor that pace
1: oh great question i'm learning that well let's <laughs> includes a lot of procrastination <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> like, okay with that um because in the procrastination i find that like I might be watching a show and there's like a scene I've been struggling to get out. And when I watch the show, I'm like, Oh, I love how this scene went. Like how she came in angry, she blew up. And then like, now she has found peace and like her entire mood shifts. And I like out of those moments, I'm like, I'm able to apply it to my work. Uh, So just being okay with running on CPT.
0: (laughs) Right.
1: Like that Vegas Wow, well, that is you. That really
0: is. You're my friend, so I can say this, but while you're doing your own thing at your own time, and no one can force you to do anything at anyone else's rate. And I, I love that it's about you because you're true to that.
1: No, <laughs> so, but I have to, because like, honestly... Like some people can run their whole, like the whole marathon. Some people could jog a bit and walk. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I find my pace like that really is like where I'm at my sweet spot, you know? Yeah. Because once, like after I procrastinated, then once I just like, tunnel vision in I'm able to like produce the work like it just slides out like Mm -hmm. it's not forced anymore because I sat with it it saturated my soul um I've been able to be inspired by different things while I'm creating and then the last part of it is really just writing it right because once it's written it's like okay so what's next (laughs) so like that's how I've been able to just like finding my pace sticking to it but also having accountability uh having someone's like well at this deadline is next week Friday and Mm -hmm. I need you to push this workout except like having that in the form of mentorship has also like kept me more so it, like on path because if i just strictly go well that's time like yeah i might let a few good opportunities slip out of my hand mm-hmm. definitely i say like have a do kind that of balance like, find your pace do what works but like don't get lost in it you mm-hmm. know like know that there is still actual like there is earth and you have to like meet that that those callings like those deadlines but just letting things flow. Because mm-hmm. I'm at war with things, but I'm like trying to push things, like, and it's so dis- disingenuous. Like, it's not natural.
0: You know what? I'm trying to incorporate some Willet time management into my life. I feel like I'd be like go, 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 like nonstop. And recently, I'm just like, no, I want to like ease into my morning, like I. Don't mm-hmm. want to, like, feel rushed. Mm-hmm. Even, like, some, like, podcast ideas. I'm like, that doesn't feel right yet. I don't feel like I have all the pieces yet. And then when the information that you needed to complete it comes, you're like, oh, shoot. This is why I wasn't really ready I
1: to, like, you have, Right, yeah. Now you're ready to go full force.
0: So let's see, Willette, what is next for you? You, you talked about film. What do you hope to do within the next few months years share with us
1: yeah I I'm so excited (laughs) I feel as though like this year has just been more so of me introducing my creative voice to the world Mm -hmm. um I have a mystical African fiction that I have been editing
0: oh Um, I cannot wait for that
1: Girl, like I'm so. This is what you're seeing. Sorry, am I
0: about to be shook?
1: But this is the whole world, like all behind Are these me. the characters. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my like, god, whole so visual. Like, especially when it came to the novel because of how dense it is. I need yes. to be able to like emerge myself into the world to be able to like pour it out because oh this is a love note to my home country, Liberia. I have never been. Um, but I wanted to bring Liberia inside of my bedroom so yeah. that I'm able to then like write it, right? Um, and that is a book series that I'm hoping oh to um, push out. I do not want to self-publish this. I want to go the traditional route for this one mm-hmm. because self-publishing, it's like so tedious. Like- Talk about it. Oh my gosh. That, though. It, is, it was very- um long there was d- many hats I had to wear like being going from writing to editing and then like um marketing you know and so it's hard to play different roles because like they require different like parts of your brain to be stimulated and right. so it was interesting because I'll be in writer mode then I'll also try to be in editor mode and that back and forth is just very uncomfortable mm-hmm. but it was a great learning experience I feel as though when I am able to go the traditional traditional route I'm going to have a more understanding of what to look for what sort of royalty deals I do want, don't want um and just being just overall more vocal um so that I'm not getting like you know, I feel that, like as black people, we have to just be more on top of things so that we don't, oh, yes.
0: we don't get taken advantage
1: of. of exactly. And so lots of reading, <laughs> lots of, um, copyrights to make sure like I had all my, like all my strings tied. Um, there wasn't any like loopholes or anything like that. Um, so that was a great learning experience, but in the future, I do want to go the traditional route, like I said, and I just want to create stories that are um, true to the community, um, and it is healing. Healing yeah. continues to be a theme in the sense that um, one format of healing is like laughter black people this is why we run to memes whenever tragedy hits us like as uh gotta find appropriate it. as it can be sometimes yeah we need to find that balance show <laughs>
0: you no know, there's a there's a saying that my mom always says like if something bad's like happening like we like kind of not nah, i'm not talking about like bad bad but i'm saying like Say you twist your ankle, right? Mm-hmm. And you start making a joke about it. And then Jamaican people be like, yeah, you have to take bad thing turn joke, like something like that.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: We like, do that all the time on the internet
1: literally like all the time and but i feel though like there's something like that can be said that this is our way of not letting the atrocities around us to like truly penetrate us in mm-hmm. a way that's crippling so like being able to make people laugh i love that um and also um just being able to present people with truth mm-hmm. um so that they can see themselves through representation and also to be able to see like their strengths um what are their oh, vices okay. and to have like you know this external like self-reflection um so I see myself doing more of that um within the upcoming year I just want to tell more stories that are like personal to black womanhood mm-hmm. um, stories that just have us at the center that looks like us Um, that sounds like us, that feels Mm -hmm. like us, and it's not like this character. Like the Black women that I see and talk to, like us, like conversations we have, like things that we love, you know? And to be able to see that um, in the format of short films, of feature films, uh, in literature. uh, I've adapted like this saying, pen to lens. Everything I write, I want to see it behind a lens. I've always been like that. I the-
0: love that too.
1: Like every book I've read, like more so when I was in elementary school, I would want to see it on film so bad. Like yeah. uh, w- the first one we got the chance to see it, it was because of Winn-Dixie. I have never read through a book that fast in my life because it was coming I to the theater. That that fall and my teacher's like if you guys read it we can take you guys to see it and like it's something just so satisfying like um Mm -hmm. just read something and then to see it visually in front of you like a world created out of books because that's how I see books they're literally worlds there's so many realms inside of there um and the more we read it like the more worlds we're exposed to Mm -hmm. so Yeah, that's really where I see like myself. Those are like plans that I have for the future. Uh, Just remaining on course, um, trying to find balance in the midst of it because it can be, (laughs) it can be, I could be too emerged into my fantasy world and like super detached from real world. Mm -hmm. Like Learning to find balance in that, that's, that's where I see myself.
0: That all comes with wisdom, but that's amazing to see like in the background, y'all won't be able to see because I'm not going to share the recording, (laughs) but it looks so cool. Like, oh my gosh, I love that.
1: I've been very intentional um, with what it is that Hollywood has been showing us. And the main pressing issue I have is like why when it comes to Black women, all of our Representation are multi ethnic, biracial women. Like, women are Black women playing Black roles, right? So, in my writing, I am so true to that. I want to capture all the variety of Blackness, right? And not just present just one image of it.
0: Well, we are here to support. I am going to be rooting for you every step of the way. I'm so happy for you and so blessed that I get to witness you evolve in this way. This is just so cool. You were acting up in high school, and now look at us.
1: <laughs> look at us now. No, I I always am very appreciative of my younger self for having the wisdom to connect with such giants. Like, because yeah. that's how I see you all. You all are giants, and I am so blessed that we have been able to sustain this friendship Um, and to witness you and all your evolutions. Like, girl, Thank I put my crown you. off to you
0: well thank you so much Willette. this conversation was amazing and I'm thank blessed you. that you were able to take the time Wifies is available on Amazon and I will link the sh- in the show notes where you can get it so make sure y'all order and support this black women sharing our stories thank you so so much thank you
1: so much for having me on No Visuals Podcast I'm so thankful to be here keep doing what you're doing flourish this, flourish in thank it
0: And until next time, peace. Thank you for listening to the No Visuals podcast. Don't forget to rate this podcast and leave us a comment on what you thought of this week's episode. Also, be sure to subscribe to the No Visuals podcast for a weekly unedited take on life wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next Tuesday,
1: peace.